Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. When my skin is done, or my sickness fills the air, and my silent find no prayer, my heart is yours. If your body creeps. And your broken bones are fierce No matter the years My heart is yours And I know I'll break down And I know you will crumble Loving God, you sent Jesus not to condemn us, but that we might be saved through him, that we might learn from him, that we might be changed because of him. Quiet our anxious minds, O God. Calm our busy bodies. Heal our aching souls. Help us for just this hour to be fully present, to know to know that we are imperfect, but that we are loved, that we are dust, and that you are our God. Amen. I invite you to remain seated as we sing our first song. Oh, I need thee. Every 
Our scripture reading today is Psalm 51. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 and then skip ahead to verses 10 through 12. This psalm is attributed to King David after he sinned in a pretty big way by taking another's wife as his own. So I invite you to listen to these honest words. Have mercy on me. O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Darlings stuck in my head, stuck in my head. Oh, the fear I can hear it. It's a beating your chest, that beating your chest. There won't be no easy escaping. Just take my head, just take my head. It won't just blow you away like my cabinet's cage. So let it burn Let the fire take what it may It'll turn to ash if it's meant to be And we'll be okay Let it 
Christianity has its own language. Some of us, we learned it around the dinner table, saying grace before we eat a meal. Some of us learn it coming to church when we say words like follow and baptize and confess. And underneath all of those words, those practices, is another word, forgive. You see, to follow, we have to get close enough to each other where we're going to need forgiveness. And to confess, we have to ask for forgiveness. And to baptize, we proclaim forgiveness. 
Forgiveness is certainly something that predates Christianity. As long as there have been people around, there has been a need to ask for forgiveness and to receive it. But forgiveness takes on a new meaning for those of us who follow Jesus. Jesus came and he said for us to forgive our enemies. He came and he forgave his enemies and then he tells us that those of us who claim to follow him must do the same. Over the next 40 days of Lent, we will be exploring this theme of forgiveness. And as much as we will deal in the messiness of human-to-human relationship and forgiveness, we also will tap into the divine. Because the truth is, we need God's forgiveness, you and me. We need God's forgiveness because we humans put him on a cross. We need God's forgiveness because we humans ran away from that cross. We need God's forgiveness because as hard as we try, we can't get it right on our own. We need God's forgiveness and Jesus is our way. I admire teachers, period. But I I really admire teachers that not only teach with their words, but with their actions and with their lives. And Jesus was this kind of teacher. In fact, from the cross, with his dying breaths, he looks out on the humans that are killing him. And he says, Father, forgive them. And then he looks out. He looks out and he notices the absence of his friends, the absence of his disciples who have run away from the cross. And he says, Father, forgive them. We need God's forgiveness and Jesus is our way. On the cross, Jesus took on our sin. He became the sacrifice, and he restores us to a full relationship with our creator. And by doing so, Jesus puts forgiveness at the center of our Christian faith. We, who are forgiven, are called to forgive. We don't get a choice. Although many of us choose to walk away, we are called to forgive. And in many ways, this understanding of forgiveness, it's what makes us unique from other faiths. We follow a God who loves us so much that he crawled into human skin to model forgiveness for us. Jesus loves us so much that he experienced pain, every level of pain, abandonment, agony, betrayal, bullying, violence, death, 
He knows where you are right now. He knows the deepest pain you have ever felt. He knows the sin that you carry, that traps you, that weighs you down. He knows. And because he says, Father, forgive them, we are forgiven. We need God's forgiveness, and Jesus is the way. And so as you and I get ready to smudge ashes and oil on our foreheads and to make the cross and and to say we are dust and to the dust we return, we embrace the truth that because Jesus died and because Jesus rose, we belong to him. And because we belong to him, we belong to to each other. Forgiveness is a real thing. <laughs> it's probably mine. When Jesus models forgiveness, he shows us what's possible, which is to love our enemies. That is the way. Sometimes I think about the criminals that hung on the crosses beside Jesus. There were two of them, three crosses. And one of the cross, one of the criminals mocked Jesus and said, you've saved all these people. If you're the son of God, save yourself, right? But the other criminal, he acknowledges who Jesus is. He says, we're up here being crucified for a crime we committed, but Jesus, he didn't commit the crime. Jesus, the man on the middle cross, he's paying a price of a sin that was not his own. And Jesus, you might remember, says to this particular man, this criminal, I will see you in paradise. That's what he says before he dies. So I like to think about that criminal rolling up into heaven He didn't expect to be there. He didn't even know there was possible. Can you imagine his eyes so big, just taking it all in? And then he runs into somebody who says, hey, what's your name? Why are you here? Can you imagine his shock? I like thinking about somebody asking him, hey, why are you here? And him, just with such honest and humility and earnest saying, I don't know. The man on the middle cross said I could come. The cross is just one way God says, I love you. The cross is one way God says, I forgive you. The cross is the way Jesus says, come on, come with me. Because of Jesus, we are forgiven. And because of Jesus, we are called to forgive. So in this season of Lent, may Jesus work our hearts toward forgiveness.
Amen. Lucas is going to help me impose ashes, and so I just invite you one at a time to come forward and to receive these ashes.
God of the dust, prepare us for a journey, a journey from death to life, a journey of fasting, a journey of intention. Prepare us to be comforted, prepare us to be comforters, equip us to be challenged. In this season, God, remember, help us to remember that we do not walk alone. Walk with us, God. Lead us step by step to the cross. 
Might we be changed when we get there. Amen. The man on the middle cross said, I could come. Thanks be to God for the man on the middle cross, the one we follow, Jesus, the Christ. And as we go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of the Holy Spirit may it be with you, and with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace.
Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.